It's time for the best 60 minutes of your life. This is the Homer Hour, broadcasting live from the Gruber Law Office's One Call That's All studio at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee. Alongside former Badger and Packer Gary Ellerson, here's Cousin Sub's sub of the day, Tony Cartagena. Welcome in. This is the Homer Hour, 94.5 ESPN. I am Cousin Sub of the Day, Tony Cartagena, joined by Gary Ellerson, the viral sensation. Gary Ellerson, can we call you that now? Can we add that to the open? Yeah, sure. Yeah, we're going to have to. So for those who uh, have been living under a rock, essentially. Yeah. uh, Was it on this show last week with Homer? It was on this show last Friday. Yep. Uh, Gary was talking about uh, Jair Alexander and his antics, we'll call them, in the locker room during a media session. Called it... The David Bakhtiari effect, which was then picked up by the Packers' current left tackle, soon to be former left tackle, probably David Bakhtiari, right. and uh, some Twitter, some Twitterings got exchanged, and yeah, yeah. Uh, some blogs picked it up, and now we're here. <laughs> and away it went. Yeah. yeah so we're we're gonna have to talk about that again. Sure. Uh, later on in the show, but At, before we get going, yep. Do you know uh, Tommy DeVito? Are you guys? Are you guys related? And, <laughs> La- and the agent? You guys? Last time I hosted this show no. with Gary, he asked if I had mafia connections. Yeah. No, we're not from the same side of the no, world. No, that's not the same. Okay. No, fine. no, no. Do no, you want to explain the difference? No, we got to keep it mysterious. Okay. Can't be saying the quiet part out loud, Gary. We've been uh, over this. Okay, fine. Tommy DeVito's from that side of the world. Okay. I'm gonna stay over here in my lane, and we're like, <laughs> the families can't cross. Did you see his agent? Yes. He, all right. Yes. Come on, man. His agent like bought that at Halloween Express or no, before the game, right? No, Do you think no. he really dresses like yes. that every day? Yes. Come on. Yes. It's my buddy Richie Schwartz. He's in New York. <laughs> Richie said, "This is the guy. This is this is Tommy DeVito. This is the family. This is his agent. That's the guy." If. Do what we should have done on he the air. He says he's like a Jersey Boston guy. I don't even know how that works. I said, "How does that one work?" Yeah. Just- yeah, Those Jersey, two very different yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. I feel like if we could call any random number in New York and ask them how many Tommy DeVitos they grew up with, it's at least two. For you think every so? Per- oh, in New York? Yeah. yeah. It's at least two. Chris, Chris, how many people from New York do you know? You know any? <laughs> uh, just a couple people, yeah. Can you text them and ask them how many Tommy DeVitos they grew up with? Because I feel like a minimum of two. A minimum. Be a minimum least, yeah. of two, yeah. Uh, oh my God! I started to hate the top. At first, it was cool, like the whole like the living at home with his mom thing was annoying. Like you just make yourself sound like a loser. No, I love that. Did you like that? Oh yeah! Oh, I thought it was such a bad like. Be no. more immature. Be no, no. Why I you- love that. I love that. So You're for a quick background, Tommy DeVito when he gained popularity said he still lives at home. His mom yes. does his laundry, cooks yes. his meals, makes yes. his bed, yes. and everyone's like, "Oh, this is cute." That's embarrassing. No, this dude, I love H- how? that. How? I know, I just love that holster. And I think his brother lives at home too. And yeah. then you think about the whole neighborhood, and then you think about the whole food, the the food, the cooking. Everybody's coming over in and out of the door, and you think about your your little league coach, your high school coach, little Tommy. Everybody's coming over. He he never changed, never <laughs> lost it. I mean, yeah. I and I was like, oh my god. You know what that would be cute that. if he was twelve. No, and people came Tommy. over after the little league. No. If you are twenty five years old, do you know what you do? What you go to your mom's house for dinner, maybe once, maybe twice a week. You'll bring something, maybe help her out. But then you go to your own house because you're an adult with responsibilities of your own. You don't. Stay, no, you, you don't have your mom doing your well, laundry. Okay, in, in that you may not. If just a regular guy, but this is Tommy DeVito. He's the starting quarterback for the New York Giants, man. By default. 
Okay, fine. It is. Fine. It is an interesting story, and it's also. And how do I pronounce your last name again? Now, how did you? I want to hear you try it. Uh, no, go ahead. Give it just. I get it. Get it one more time. Cartagena. Cartagena. There you go. What? Where's? Where does Larson play in all this? Um, uh, not sure. Okay. What's up, Chris? We need more to play on this. In terms of my, he's trying to figure out if there's some connections here. And nationality. What's going oh, nationality? on? Nationality. I'm half German. Yeah, it's not. Gonna yeah, work. different side of the world too. Not gonna work. All right, so we are gonna get into Let's some Packers stuff uh, earlier this week, and you are listening to the Homer Hour, ninety four five ESPN Cousin Sub, Tony Cartagena with Gary Ellerson today. We'll talk about D Bach and Jair later in the yeah, show. We'll but get there. Uh, on KBN earlier today, they basically. Just had a funeral for Mark Chamorro. They went at him as a football Why? player. They went at this guy's head. No, it started off with something he said on the air about their about their opinion, and then those three oh, took it no. to the field. I'm excited. Already excited for Monday to hear his reaction. No, I mean they said he was a bum. No that way. He had only 30 catches one season. That Brad Norman, the punter, was more. Uh, influential in his Super Bowl than Chewy was in any of his. Like they went at this guy's head. I'm not trying to go down. Who that did path. this? Kyle Bruss and Norman. I'm not. I'm not snitching. Who was or the ring leader? Uh, uh, that's a Chris question. Chris, who who started the? Uh... I think it was pretty much Ben Brust. It was. <laughs> <laughs> it's always Ben Brust. He's the ring leader. Yeah. So at, at, at MPS schools, when we sat at Milwaukee Public Schools, when we sat at the lunch table, we're all good friends. Yeah. You just sit there and you rib each other. You yeah, know, right. you, somebody comes in with a bad yeah. haircut, a stain on the shirt, like you go at each other. Right. The, these guys got personal. They oh went from God. you have bad opinions as a radio host to you sucked at your job. Oh, that's not good. So I'm trying to stay away from that. But yeah, Chewy no. said something on the air this week okay. that I thought was super interesting. We got that audio here. Chris, let's hear it. The season is already a huge success. Simple as that. He mm-hmm. was talking about the Packers overall. This was post the loss to the Giants. He wasn't too phased by it mm-hmm. and said the season already is a huge success. And that made my ears perk up a little bit from a fan perspective. Because I'm not sure how much I agree or disagree with that, but I wanted to get your opinion. Packers six and seven, couple games left, successful season already. It's still early for me to call it successful, but what what I would say to that is that you've seen the growth in this team, mm-hmm. and I want to see more. And I'm and I'm feed, I mean, a lot of people were upset that they lost to the Giants. I wasn't because I think that's all a part of. The maturation that this team is going through right now. I don't be disappointed. I will be disappointed if they lose to Tampa Bay okay. and Green Bay. I'll be disappointed again. But I, I, I thought that they would stumble at some point against a team they're supposed to beat. And I still think another, one of those games is still left this year. Another clunker? Yeah. There's not many good teams left. To and play, I know that. So that's, scary. that's what's going to upset a lot of people. But now for me, it's coming to Tampa, what you got? So they went, and it, it's on paper it looks so bad, but I guess this is what happens when you have a young team because on paper you beat Justin Herbert, you beat Jared Goff and the Lions, yeah. you beat Patrick Mahomes, mm-hmm. and you lose to Mr. My Mom Cleans My Draws, Tommy mm-hmm. yeah. DeVito at yeah. home. Yeah. Like That's just terrible, but yeah. it, it makes sense for a young team. I look at successful season. If the Packers were still, four, let's say they were 4-9 or whatever mm-hmm. their record could be, mm-hmm. but Jordan Love was playing the way he was playing, I would say it's a success there because, like, yes, we know what he is, and we know that they're going to have a quarterback next season. Right. Number ten is going to be under center. Right. But from a fan perspective, when I hear Chewy's take of, and Chris, let's cue that up one more time just so people can hear. But when I hear his take of, I believe, did he call it a huge success? The season is already a huge success. Yeah. When I hear huge success as a fan, 
now that we beat Mahomes, we beat the Lions, mm-hmm. we're six and seven. We're mm-hmm. currently in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I need more. Yeah. I, I'm, it's like and it's like what, I'm addicted. Like I I need that playoff berth. Yeah, and see, you know, here's what we do in radio media business. We play that one little drop. Mm-hmm. I would love to hear a little bit more around that conversation with Chewy to see what led up to the how he said that. It, it, it is a successful season in mm-hmm. some ways if you think about Jordan Love. In some ways, if you think about Christian Watson, but you want to see more from him. Mm-hmm. It, it, the reason why they lost that game against um, the Giants is that Love wasn't on. The struggled, first half, he struggled. struggled early on. And no Christian Watson, no Aaron Rodgers, no Luke Musgrave. So offensively, mm-hmm, so offensively, they had to try to figure out how to manufacture points. Thus comes the jet sweep, the end around we saw repeatedly over and over and over again, right? How many times can you run that before someone well, says, coach, because, coach, all right, we because don't got that's, it. Because you didn't have all those weapons mm-hmm. and your quarterback was struggling, that's what it ended up being. I'd like to see Matt LaFleur now probably going to be without those guys on Sunday yep. to come up with another game plan. And I'd like to see maybe Jordan Love play a little bit better. I think all that played into the – the, the play calling of what Matt LaFleur had on his play chart. But now that they just feel so close, right? Like the playoffs are there. Mm-hmm. They're right within their grips. And now they have, is it Baker Mayfield for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Yeah. You got Bryce Young. I don't know who Nick Mullins is the Vikings quarterback now that Josh Dobbs got benched. Yeah. And then they got Justin Fields. Like that should be on paper for now. And well, you should make the playoffs. No. See, because Tommy DeVito beat you. That's fair. So nothing is given with mm. this team. You're going to have to take it game by game, but this is a big game for the team on Sunday. We're going to have huge. To, yeah, we're going to have to get more into that and just like the mindset of bouncing back from a disappointing loss because yes. I'm super curious yes. how that what works. What that looks like. Yeah, we're going to have the fat jack here in a couple minutes. I just think when I look at when we went into the season, I think Vegas had the over-under at six and a half, seven and a half wins. Everyone was thinking under, Mm -hmm. under. And we look at how last year ended as a pack. So I'm spoiled, right? As a Packers fan, I was born the year Brett Favre became a Packer. Like, I don't deal with losing. Not not in my DNA. I've been a spoiled Packers fan my entire life, right? So I look at last year and I forget, I try to forget, the Packers could have made the playoffs if Rodgers beat the Lions in the final week at home. Mm -hmm. They don't get the job done. And I just think of like the experience. You wake up on Saturday or Sunday, it's playoff football game, like mm-hmm. that feeling as a fan. We need that back in Green Bay. So now that they're this I'm not waiting another year. Well I, you, I don't care how many strides Jordan has made all year. I need the playoffs in my life now. Now I am hooked. I want to see Ben jump in a lake, the whole thing. What uh, Ben jump in a lake? I have, don't have, Oh, so here's the deal. It's, the listeners probably need the background too. Ben Brust, uh-huh. you know all the crazy stuff he does on air for a good cause this time. Okay, he this time he pledged uh, that he will jump into Lake Michigan uh-huh. if the Packers make the playoffs. At uh, first, he said he was going to do it naked. Oh my god! And then Chris Larson said uh, HR might get involved in that one. So uh, Ben Brust, I believe Brad Nortman as well, and Kyle Wallace got tricked and in, not tricked into doing it. Craig Carmazin said he would donate. $1,000 for every Jordan Love touchdown for the rest of the season if Kyle Wallace jumped into Lake to if guard they make against the playoffs, cancer. I will jump in go. Lake Michigan. Simple no. as that. Yep. 
Oh, I can't believe we haven't filled you in on no. this. We're going to get to Fat Jack in a second. You want to join in, so, Gary? So no. here's the deal. We're I'm gonna, too old for that. By the end of the show, we're going to convince you. No. You will have to sign a waiver, though, because I think there's some cardiac things that happen. Everyone's going to yes, have to sign no a waiver. Way. So uh, Ben put together this thing. He said he was going to, because, you know, jumping a lake, he wanted to raise some money. Yeah. So he said he's going to put 100 bucks up of his own money right. to guarding against That's cancer for every Jordan Love touchdown. Yeah. Then he puts up three against the Chiefs. He had one last week. He's so already up to four. And then people just got involved. Craig Carmison got involved. Uh, Gina Della from Pella got involved. All these different partners of ours got involved. Right. We are up to $2,500 a touchdown that Jordan Love throws or runs for that's being donated to Guardian Against Cancer for the rest of the season. Perfect. They make a Super Bowl run. Yeah. It counts. Yeah. Perfect. It's awesome. And yeah. then Ben's going to jump in a lake. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'll come and watch Ben All jump right. in a lake, but I won't be jumping. What in a lake. amount of money would someone have to donate to get you to jump into a lake? None. There's nothing. It doesn't exist. There, really? No. It's not even. It's 50 degrees outside. No. We're 10 days from no, Christmas. No, doesn't exist. Really? Not I bet enough. there's a number. No, there isn't. If someone hopped in the studio, and this is not me saying this. If right. someone hopped in the studio and said, "Gary, yeah, I got 25 stacks. Yeah, you jump in a lake. No." Twenty five for is charity? It, is it twenty? Oh, is it, so it's not even going to me? No, it's going to charity. So what if I die in the lake? <laughs> Well, you know, that's why we have waivers. No. No, I no. Life insurance. I thought maybe you were going to pay me. You didn't even, I don't even get the money. No, I'm this is a dead. charitable cause. No. Nothing. No. 50 stacks. No. Man. Nah. Gary Nada. drives a tough bargain. Nada. What if I die in the lake? Like I said, you have a waiver in life insurance, man. I don't know what to tell you. No. Uh-uh. No. <laughs> we're going to hope that the, uh, the Green Bay playoff plunge happens. We're going to talk Jair, talk about bouncing back from disappointing losses. In just a couple of minutes. Coming up next on the Homer Hour, we have the Fat Jack. You're listening to the Homer Hour. Tony Cartagena, Gary Ellerson with you today, 94.5 ESPN. A staple here on the Homer Hour, 94.5 ESPN, ESPNWisconsin.com. I'm Tony Cartagena. Gary Ellerson will be back with us in a second. But every week at this time, Homer talks to the one, the only, the Fat Jack. Fat Jack, what's going on, man? Uh, just a big weekend, right? I mean, we kind of got lulled into the calm before the bowl storm last week with Army and Navy and Army taking intentional safeties and stuff. Um, we went 7-2 and two last Sunday. We had the Giants on Monday night, 20-5 uh, and five overall last week. A really, really good run, 5-1 and one this week in basketball. We lost last night, had the over, or excuse me, had the under, and the game went over. So all that's posted and documented under the results tab. Things are great. We've got Saturday NFL, UFC going again. By the way, UFC 4-0 last weekend uh, through Jordan Sherwood's UFC stuff, so good for him um, bringing home the bacon last weekend. We've got that going this weekend. Uh, also, of course, basketball, NFL Saturday, NFL Sunday, bowl games going. So a lot of reasons to go to FatJackSports.com, get signed up, and start winning. If you're betting and losing, I, you know, I don't want to tell you, I, when we have a losing week, I'll come talk about it, and I go all over the country to talk about it, but we're not losing much this year, to be totally honest with you. We haven't had a losing week in about a month. Uh, since Thanksgiving, uh, the basketball's on a 33-8 and eight run. I mean, come on. I mean, things are going really, really well. So great time to get signed up, great time to win. So when you are, you know, you got people hopping on the website, FatJackSports.com, let's just say it's someone's first time ever, right? And they watched Monday Night Football last week. The, the Finns are up, what, 13 or 14 with three minutes to go. They lose that game. Someone had their first ever bet on Miami. What do, what do, you, what do you tell that person? Well, I ask them where have they been, first of all. I mean, if you're, if you're sweating and living and dying by the Dolphins giving up a lead and losing straight up in the first part of December – 
then you've one of two things. You've either literally, you're brand new to gambling, or you've been gambling badly for the better part of who knows how long, months, to where that may, that game means more than it should to you. Um, I didn't have either side of it, so I didn't care either way. Like I said, the Giants plus the points, they won straight up. So um, but that's, that's really my point. If you're sweating one game, you're not very good at this. And if you're just getting into sports gambling, ask yourself, what am I doing? How am I handicapping beyond the information that I can find out on ESPN or every major outlet in the country? Because if you can't tell me, well, that quarterback's going to be out of the game, that defensive lineman's out of the game, that team did really well six days ago. If that's your handicapping, you're not handicapping. Every one of those points are baked into the line. They're baked into the number, and that's why 97% of all sports gamblers lose money betting on sports. So it's not about one game. As many times, I know there's no way of putting it, for as many times as you'll have Miami last week, you're going to have the opposite side of that last week, and you're going to be able to win one that you probably shouldn't have won. So one game is not going to determine your longevity. It's just like any other investment. When you gamble, when you get in the stock market or you buy a house or a property, are you worried about the next day, what it is tomorrow? Because if it is, you're not doing it right either. If you're doing something correct long-term, you don't care about one game, and that's what I would tell people. Too many people look at sports gambling like it is going to the fair, like it's throwing the ring toss at the fair or, you know, trying to throw the softball in the bucket to win a big stuffed animal. Look at it more like an investment. Do something correct consistently, and you won't care about those one bad beats that are going to happen. He hasn't had a losing weekend in over a month. FatJackSports.com. It's bowl season. Tell people how they can get involved through the NCAA championships. Yeah, we didn't give any free winners today. Homer will be very upset about that. Um, a couple of general things. If you're looking at bowl games in general, then you want to look at um, coaches. It's all about motivation. Obviously, people know that. But coaches that generally do well, that's a good place to start. Dabo Sweeney. 12 and 7 against the spread. Mike Gundy, 11 and 6. Kurt Ferentz, Hugh Freeze, James Franklin, all good against the spread in bowl games. It's about motivating your team in a bowl game that's probably an underachieving spot for most of these teams. So start there. Don't go crazy during the bowl season, or more importantly, go get signed up. Saturday games, underdogs, excuse me, road teams typically outperform home teams on these Saturday NFL games. So think underdogs, generally speaking, on Saturday. Go to FatJackSports.com. The plays are texting you 149 through Monday, 189 through uh, Monday for football and basketball, or go through the national championship game, the Super Bowl, or beyond. You'll get the bowl analysis sheet for free. That's a predicted final score on every single bowl game. It's sent out on Monday. Great for office pools. Guys like to play more than just the top plays. All it's available for you for free as long as you sign up through the national championship game. And then, of course, you'll get the selections and opinions as we go through the ball season. So go to FatJackSports.com, stop guessing, and start losing. Start making some money this holiday season. And I'm a huge Bucks fan, as a Milwaukee Bucks fan in the NBA, as a lot of our listeners are as well. They started off the year horrible against the spread, uh, but basketball involved as well, and you guys are doing pretty well there, I see. It, it is, and I, I would tell you, NBA is a fickle mistress. So if you're trying to make money in the NBA, you better know what you're doing or you better bet low enough amount to where it's okay absorbing some of these bad beats either way. The, the t- lines of the NBA are very tight, generally speaking. We do pretty well. We do really well, actually, this year, but pretty well in the NBA. But it's a really tough sport. So think college football, then in NFL for me, then college basketball, then the NBA as, as, as being easier to make money at. So um, but, yeah, you're right. The NBA has gone, gone really well. We've got a couple of totals going tonight. A couple minutes ago you said, and I just want to follow back on it, you said the road team 
generally does better against the home t- generally does better on NFL Saturdays. Do I have that correctly? That's correct. And since they've been doing doing the Saturday NFL games, the road teams are covering 62% of the time. It's kind of a random stat, but it makes a little bit of sense. You play a little bit early, it's a short week, and the home team, uh, it's kind of an exhale situation. You're not getting great matchups, generally speaking. So this week you've got the Vikings, the Steelers, and the Broncos all getting points on the road at the Bengals, the Colts, and the Lions. So I don't like all three. You can't auto-bet it. You know, last week I talked about uh, totals under 37 in the NFL for literally the last seven years. They've gone under 81% of the time. It's been a huge money-making trend for sharp players, including myself, over the season. Last week they went 0-4. So if you're just auto-betting these one these trends, you're, you're, you're going to have some losing weeks. But I'm just it's a good place to start. Generally speaking, that's going to happen. So I think of those three, I like the Steelers. I think they match up really well against the Colts. Nothing sexy about offense on either one of those teams. The Colts give up a lot of points at home. They're over six and one their last seven, and the Steelers are getting Watts back. They also um, they're going to match up well. The Colts have the worst um, down the field throwing percentage when they get blitzed in the entire league. So basically, they, when they get blitzed, they check it down to where it's supposed to go. That ends drives in the NFL. Third and eight, they check it down the running back. He picks up three yards. They punt it away. So it's a good matchup for the Steelers who like to blitz more than just about anybody in the league, having nothing to do with quarterback play. I'm not not going to bang the drum for Mitchell Trubisky or anything great's going to happen there. I'm just saying, generally speaking, you're going to get some value. And you get Mike Tomlin, who when he's a favorite or an underdog of three points or less in that range, he's about 20 games over 500 over his career. So he typically plays well in close games. So of those three tomorrow, look at the Steelers to hand it to the Colts. Fat Jack has stats on coaches in games decided or when the spread is uh, is three points or less. That's info you're not going to get anywhere else. Tell people tell people one more time real quick uh, what they get when they sign up, FatJackSports.com. Yeah, I'm betting actual money, so i got to have all this stuff. I mean, I'm not just throwing stuff out there. I need I need to make money betting on these games, So and I do, and that's because I'm looking places a lot of guys are. It's about knowing how to value the information. So much is out there. If you don't want to have to sift through that and try to figure out what's important, Simply go to FatJackSports.com and get one of the packages. The plays are emailed to you. You get a recommended betting guide tells you exactly what to do with the plays, and then watch your bankroll grow. We went five out of every six weeks on average this year. That's really, really good. Normally it's four out of five. This year it's bumped up to five out of every six weeks. We've been turning a profit and really hot right now, five and one in the hoops, 20 and five last week in football and basketball combined. Great time to get signed up at FatJackSports.com. You heard the man. That's the web sh- website, FatJackSports.com. We'll talk to you next week. Tony, have a great weekend. See you soon. That is Fat Jack from Fat Jack Sports. We're going to talk uh, basically Packers from Jair, successful season or not, with my man Gary Ellerson coming up after the break. You're listening to the Homer Hour, 94.5 ESPN. This is how we do it. Homer Hour, 94.5 ESPN. Chris Larson is in. He's in DJ Chris Larson mode today. He had, he had some Motown on KBN bringing us back with this. I like it. Spinning it. This is pretty good. This is, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, we can not, just let this play. Well, I mean, not, fine with me. <laughs> this is not bad for a Michigan man. Oh, shots fired. Yeah, oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> Tony Cartagena subbing in your cousin sub of the day on the Homer Hour, joined by Gary Ellerson, who is uh, a regular uh, content creator on the show, going viral last week 
with David Bakhtiari and Jair Alexander. We do want to throw up a poll question earlier in the show was asking, just based on some things that Mark Shimura had said on Jen Gabe and Chewy seven to nine weekdays here on the station, uh, saying this, this season for the Packers was already a huge success. I want to throw that up on Twitter, uh, our discount liquor poll question of the day. Is this season for the Packers already a, and throw this in quotes, Chris, huge success, yes or no? What was this basis of huge success? Do you I know? don't have the full quotes. Yeah. yeah, I would like to know what his basis are. I think it's one um, of those, I, it was after disappointment to to the losing to Tommy DeVito. I don't even say the New York Giants. They lost yeah, to Tommy I mean, DeVito. I, and to me, I think, I think you know, for me, I, I wasn't disappointed at all. I think that was, for me, all the part of the growth mm-hmm. that I anticipate to see. That's why this season has been so much fun for me. Early on, it wasn't. Is it I, I'm, been fun? Yeah. Oh, man, early, I'm dying early, every no, week. early on, it wasn't because I early on I didn't see any hope. Mm-hmm. I mean, I really didn't. Do you remember when they didn't get a first down in the first half or some mess like that? Yeah, they were it was doing? rough. It was bad. There was a time early in the season. I think Bruss did it, and I definitely talked about it. Like watching, the, I would rather, and I kid you not, it, it's Wisconsin. Packers are on TV. The grocery stores are wide open. Yeah, there's no one out. Yeah, go grocery shopping during the first half. The yeah. Packers weren't going to do anything. No. I might as well no. be productive. And so they've come a long way from that. And I'm still buckled in, buckled up, mm-hmm. buckled in to see what's next with this team. Is it wild? Because I want to know what people's opinions are as a huge success or not, and like why? Because the way I look at it, they had no business beating the Lions and then beating the Chiefs. But they pulled that off, yet they somehow have losses to well, the Falcons and, or, or uh, because the, they weren't ready or yet. the Saints. And then, Jordan Love wasn't ready. Yet. Is that what it all comes down to? That Jordan Love wasn't ready then. If you had Jordan Love now mm-hmm. against the Falcons, they win. So I think they beat the Falcons. They lost to the Saints or reverse. They that beat or the something. Saints. They oh, they lost the, to the Falcons on yeah, the field goal. Late. Yes, yeah. That's the, the the play that Jordan Love was supposed to be a center sneak, and he mm-hmm. didn't call the oh, right live color and fell over. Something why I got it. Jordan Love now don't make that mistakes. That mistake they win that game. So I want to get your expert opinion on this then because he looked like a Pro Bowl quarterback against the Chiefs. Yeah. They, but then he kind of reverted back to Falcons game. Jordan Love, Minnesota game. Jordan Love against the Giants as a young. He's been in the league for a while, but yeah. as a first year starter, how do you balance that? How do you bounce back well, from that? So the big deal is not every game is going to be your greatest game. Okay. So how do you fight through that and still win? What he showed us in the Giants game, poise, mm-hmm. which we saw from day one, didn't get rattled, which we saw from day one. I think we can rightfully say third and fourth quarter, midway third quarter, fourth quarter. He was back? Back. Yeah. Right? Fought his way through it and got his team back in position to win it. How hard is Defense that to game. do? To bounce back? hard. He had, what, two turnovers in hard. the first half, too? Hard. How do you – how do you – when you're not having your best game, because sometimes you're not going to have your best game for 17 games. Mm-hmm. You're going to struggle. But how can you struggle? And this is this is goes for the whole team because the offense was bad, defense was bad, special teams were bad. Horrible. I don't think that was Matt LaFleur's greatest day calling plays either. Well, when you run three reverse jet sweeps right? or whatever that is, it's a little so rough. The whole thing was bad. And the telltale sign is when you know that you're about there, mm-hmm. it's when you can win those games, i.e., the Minnesota Vikings won a game 3 nothing. Oh, yeah, they did. Got it done. That's what you want to see from this team. When you're struggling, not playing well, get that dub. Because if they would have held on, 
they get that win. That's a huge success story, well, yeah, right? Like now, everything now we're went not, wrong. Now we're not with all these other six and seven teams. Yeah, so I, I guess technically they have they're they're still the seven seed. You still you still the seven seed. I wanted to get your kind of just background on this. So the Packers, everyone went off when Patrick Taylor didn't run out of bounds. He should have went out of bounds. Game. He should have stayed in bounds, right? No, he should have went out of bounds. The clock would have kept running. So they would have they. So the Giants would have that much less time. You're on the notion mm-hmm. of they scored too quick. I I had when you go they were as close as they were. I was confident they were going to score. I had no doubt they were going to score. I have that much even as bad as they were. Yeah, I have that much more faith in the offense than I do that defense. Yeah. So I wanted them to score with 40 seconds left, 33 right. seconds. So left. you're on the notion that they scored too quick. Yep. Player in mm-hmm. me score when we can. Score when you can. Okay. Let's go. That's the irrational fan part. And all that's why I like fans these conversations. said exactly. exactly they're all. This, this is everywhere. Okay. Everywhere. See, this is why we have you to educa- educate this. Score when you can. Okay. I'm you way j- too j- soft. Just got. Just got to go. Score, score when you can. You never know. Mm-hmm. You can't be dilladelling around. But as I'm watching that game, I don't know why because he hadn't had a great game. But I'm sitting there watching. I'm like, he's Jordan's going to score here. Yeah, I had I, full confidence they were no, going to, especially when I, you have the four down I, thing. I wasn't, I wasn't confident at all. Um, didn't we get up, up the ball? I think they the the ball hit one of their players on a part return. Yeah. I think it was on a 14-yard line. And they got a three out of it. Right. I, we, nothing was guaranteed. The, I game. feel like they were just like they had some rhythm or something. No, I don't nothing, know. It was just down that to, game was so bad. It was terrible football. Nothing was guaranteed. Is the Packers I'm special? glad you felt that way. Nothing was guaranteed. Yeah, I was oddly confident, and I'm the most nervous. Like yeah. when I'm watching, I'm like, "Ah, oh, it's really? over." Yeah, yeah. I, well, I like, I'm not like emoting or like yeah. yelling or anything on yeah. television, but I'm just like, "Ah, this one's over." Yeah, it's, my group texts are not great. <laughs> it's like, yeah, this one's done. Uh, but as soon as the Giants yeah. got the ball back, yeah, I was like, "All right, the Packers are going to lose." I didn't realize it was going to be as easy right. as it was. Yeah, what happened there? And in terms of what? Just that defense. Pretending they weren't on the football field for that final drive. Uh, I, the whole game, mm-hmm. they were bad. What the Giants had gave up? What sixty five, sixty nine sacks this year? Zero. We got on Monday night. Nothing. Nowhere. I mean, and he was stepping up in the pocket, breaking some runs. Weird. I would, I would have heated him up a little bit more. I would have made it a little bit more difficult. And I don't think I saw a lot of that. And I think. Sometimes, once again, you have those clunker of games, mm-hmm. and that's what the Packers had defensively. They they were equally bad in three phases. And then you hear the last drive, Joe Barry comes out, was that today or yesterday, and said, was it Valentine or Valentine? One of those guys, if you go back and read, said didn't get the call. Yeah. Darren Sticky Man, and he didn't get the call, didn't get to him. He said the hardest thing is for that the guy in that position to get the call On from the, the other, other side, side of the field. Yeah. So now we understand what happens. Joe Barry makes a lot of excuses. Uh, well, if you didn't get the call, I didn't get the call. But listen, this is where I go back, and a lot of people call me crazy or whatever. This is where I go back and say this is when you have young players. Okay. Then they don't know what they don't know. Maybe if Jair was in the game, he doesn't make that mistake. Fair. Because he's, he's a seasoned vet. He knows what we're supposed to be doing. He's in the coverage we're supposed to be in. He doesn't make that mistake. So you're you go into that locker room, and that's why I, I kind of want to turn the page to the Buccaneers game. But I think it all starts with how you bounce back from that Giants game. So you go into that locker room, and you're 
Valentine slash Valentine. I never know the difference. Yeah. I can't tell when they call it on television yeah. either. Okay. One of them makes all the tackles. That's yeah. all I hear. Mm-hmm. Uh, you go into, you You didn't get the call, you didn't get whatever. That mistake, though, that can't happen twice now, right? And this is just part of that growth? Well, right. So now you got to make sure, and he's got to make sure, if he didn't get the call, he's got to be asking for the call. The play can't start without him Asking for the call. So how does that sound on the field, though? You're you're out there. You're literally yelling. What am I doing? Well, you, you, we see him all the time. You made you made the gesture. For those not watching on YouTube, Gary's just staring off into the distance with his hands up. In hands the air, up. Like, palms like, up. What am I supposed to palms do here? Up. Yep. Palms up. That that's the universal. What's the call? I didn't get it. What's the call? And Palms every up. all other ten well, guys you on look, that field need well, to be yelling. Right. At. Well, you look at so if it depends on where you are. Him, you look at the to the right of you, so that's probably the safety, mm-hmm. right? What's the call to the safety? You're right there, and maybe they have hand signals or whatever they do. Because if it's too loud, you don't, you can't hear, you can't hear them. But maybe you get a hand signal, then you know what the call is. You don't just go line up without knowing what the call is. And that's what they did. <laughs> that's what they did. That's like that. That would be like me on offense. The ball, I'm the play is called for me, mm-hmm. but I didn't get the call. Where am I going? Someone tell me what to do. Lynn Dickey, what's the play? You do not start a play without the play. And this is why I enjoy these conversations with someone who's been on the field. Because everyone all week is, and I'm not a Joe Barry guy, but everyone is like, you got to fire him immediately. You got to fire him immediately. But he he threw his player under the bus there then too, though, right? Well, yeah. He said he didn't get the call. But those those guys don't know what they don't know. So he's got to make sure he gets, if, if if he comes in, if we're saying we're in cover one mm-hmm. and everybody else in cover one, then he needs to be in cover one. Okay. Something's not right there with him. And so what he's saying, I didn't get the call. Well, everybody else got the call. Then now we're saying he's too far from the field. Well, if you're too far from everyone else and you didn't get the call, then you need to look into your, your safety or the linebacker, whoever's next to you, to get the call. Because I think maybe Keyshawn Nixon may have been next to him in the slot. You can't start a play without getting a call, bro. And that's why uh, they marched down the field, kicked a field goal as time expired. Packers 6-7, and seven, still number 7 in the NFC, still in the hunt uh, for that playoff but that's, spot. But but that's young. Mm-hmm. That That's a team that's still growing, and he'll learn from that. For sure. From here on in. We're going to switch gears a little bit after the break here. We are? I saw, well, the Packers have a player named Tucker Craft. Love people, that kid. You might like him a little more. I don't know if you saw this. Okay. But like four different people sent me something he posted to Twitter, which might make Packer fans fall in love with him even more. So I'm going to read okay. that after the break. You are listening to the Homer Hour. Tony Cartagena subbing in, cousin sub of the day for Homer Gary Ellerson with us on Friday. As always, we'll be back right for the break. The Homer Hour, 94.5 ESPN. One final segment here before a weekend of NFL football. Three games on Saturday, Packers and a bunch of other teams on Sunday. Tony Cartagena, cousin sub of the day. Gary Ellerson with me. And before the break, we kind of teased a little bit. I might have your new favorite player on the Packers. His name is Tucker Kraft. Oh, I love that guy. You, you, You loved him before. No, I loved him the day of the draft. Did you? Oh, yeah. Did you see the when he got drafted? 
I don't I think, think so. he was in like some sort of garage or somewhere. Of course he was. The South Dakota yeah, kid. They, yeah, they were, they were in a garage. Like, it looks like an airplane hangar or something like that because he had these huge garage doors. And they all had Carhartts on. Of course. Everybody in there. Yeah. Loved that dude from that day. All right. So this then tweet that he posted on the 14th, so yesterday, will not surprise you at all. But I read this. And to me, it sounded like someone, like, like a, like a, a Viking, not the not the football team, but like a like a Viking yeah. would be. So here's here's what he posted with a couple pictures of him from Monday's game. There's no limit on the savagery you'll encounter when you back a hungry predator into a corner. I've bled for this. Believe it. See you cheeseheads in a few days. He's on a. This is this comes shortly after he was quoted by saying. I'm comfortable with violence at the line of scrimmage. I want to punish defenders as a blocker. I see the emotions in their face change once I put them on their heels. I can feel their breath leaving. They exhale as I fall on top of them. There's something wrong with this guy, but that is absolutely who I want on my football team. Right. So as a fan, I don't know if it does, but it should take you to a place to let you know this is not fun in games. It should take you to a place to let you know dudes are trying to hurt each other out there. There is it no limit. It should take you to a place high violent of a game it is. My high school coach, okay, freshman year, says to all the boys when we came out, you know, guys, you can commit assault and battery between these two white lines and not go to jail. That was a different era. That's what, as a friend, you're 13 years old, 14 years old. 13 years old. Assault and battery you can between commit the white lines. Assault and battery between these two white lines and not go to jail. What was your reaction to that? Okay, let's go. Let's do it. Because that's the mindset you got to have. Because that's the, uh, the mindset of everybody else who's playing this game have. And so you see it as like maybe funny or this is the guy I want. Oh, no, but, I, get, I get hyped but, up but, seeing this. But realistically, this should give you an insight on what football really is. Hey, you guys running around there, they got plays, and then these plays look good. This is Jokers are out here playing for keeps. I love it. There is no limit on the savagery you'll encounter yeah. when you back a hungry predator into a corner. Think about that savagery. Every, think about that every Sunday. That's what these guys are doing to each other. So I've always believed anyone who's watching the game on television who has ever muttered the words, I would have caught that 100 out of 100 times absolutely would not have caught that. <laughs> like they for sure played maybe a JV bench yeah. at one point in their life where they had the really big shoulder pads yeah. and they ate orange slices yeah. and they 100% would never catch that pass. Yeah. Uh, right. But yeah, so assault and battery between the white lines. And not go to jail. And not go to jail. I mean, that's the most important part, right? <laughs> right, if you're going to do it. So all the boys, y'all want to beat each other up. Let's go. This is the time to do it. So you think they still have the mentality today? Yeah, he does. Well, Tucker Kraft does for sure. He's yeah, mad. But, but said about it, but yeah, but you you have to be able to play this, this game with some sort of violence in you. At every position. To be able to do it. Except probably kicker. I don't know. I have to ask Nortman about that. Now he's a punter. He's not even... He's not even on yeah. kicker level. Yeah, but you you have to have some sort of violence about but you is somewhere. It, is in it some there. screws loose? Let's yeah. just be honest. There, it's there, some screws there's, loose to play this game. Some, right? 
And there are some more than others. Okay. Absolutely. You have some that are way See, this, this opens a whole can of worms for me because now way I have so many questions. Off. So you line, who's the craziest person you lined up across from? So the craziest person I played with was a guy by the name of Charles Martin. Okay. He's the guy that uh, dumped, basically ruined Jim McMahon's career. Okay. Picked him up, dumped him on his shoulder. Oh, that's that had, clip? Had to hit towel and all that stuff against the Chicago Bears. He was, didn't mess with him. <laughs> didn't, didn't mess with him. Stay out of his him. way? Stayed out of his way. On and off the field. Really? I don't think so he some ever guys really, can't turn it off? I don't think he ever really turned it off. Gotcha. When we were out at bars, mm-hmm. we had to make sure we were connected to him. Really? Oh, yes. Oh, it could get ugly quick. I mean, it's good to have that one person in your group, but yeah. also it's such a wild card, you don't really want him in your group. Right, because you never know. Yeah. You never know. One minute you, you guys are hanging out, the next minute you're and it, and then not come, between the white lines. Not, you go to jail. We're not, and here come the cops. Yep. Let's go, Charlie. See, <laughs> I named to name basis with the cops. Uh, no, you can, you can just between well, us, between us. Come what, on. Well, I mean, they with the Packers. You're in Green Bay. You're on name to name. Everybody knows. Okay. You, I mean, statute of limitations is up. Yeah, yeah. Unless you're AJ Dillon, a couple of years. Didn't AJ Dillon a couple of years ago want to jump in his stands and one of the cops got mad with? Yeah, him he was on like the that. field. Like wasn't, wasn't that for like yeah, family night or something? Yeah, it's something stupid. Come on, dude. he's the nicest guy out right? there too. Ever. So like, right? Yeah, ever. All right. So opposing player. Uh, we'll get to the Packers predictions in a second here, but now I'm thinking about this legal assault and battery. And I want an opposing player. Well, I'm just going to say this. Back when I played, mm-hmm. uh was all about the Chicago Bears and their defense. Their whole defense was scary. Everyone. Dan Hampton, Richard Dent, Mike Singletary, Fensick, Dave Durson, who ends up killing himself. Uh, Otis, I forget Otis' last name. I remember press conferences with Mike Singletary and he yeah. was in San Francisco. Yeah. I was scared of him then. Yeah, the, the, that that whole defense. You, buckle up. Do, do the Packers have anyone remotely close to anyone on that defense? There are not players like that in the game anymore. So that just doesn't exist. Mm-mm. Okay. The, the NFL got rid of all that. They don't want that anymore. Mm-hmm. This is a new NFL right now. They want, they want to score points about offense. They don't. They because we went through the whole CTE and concussions and all that kind of stuff. They're they're moving away from all that. That's why they're suspending players get hit in the head and all that. No, yep. we're not doing any of that. We want the moms to have their boys play football and have like a life after yeah, and football, have a life after thing. football. Yes, so they, no, like... no more spelling salts. Are those bad? Are those gone? Well, I mean, you you, you got a concussion, and the only way they bring you back is they give you the spelling salts to get you to the sideline. And then the guys, the running joke was when they come and get you, you you're concussed. Always hold up two fingers, Gary, because he's going to say how many fingers you got. Just say two if you can remember two. Man, isn't it, you don't even see two, but just say two. Isn't it crazy, though, the clips of Favre getting knocked out and yeah. then coming back into the yes. game? Throw those, but those were like, yes. put this in the Hall of Fame. That yes. one segment they used to do of all the hard hits, Yes, and now it's, you got Moss. So yes. it's just all the, the good catches. Well, so they changed that, Yeah, right? It was was it jacked up? Got jacked up. Yeah, they used Got to rid of that. just absolutely glorify yes. Ray Lewis yes. actually decapitating yeah. people. Yeah, now and now it's, it just catches. Got soft. We got soft. Is it soft or smart? I'm gonna say it's smart. I uh, smart. Okay. Because you don't want your kids doing that for sure, right? And so, so the game. I will say this to all moms and dads out there with football: the game today is safer than it's ever been. Are you going to stop concussions from being in the game? No. There's going to be concussions. 
But the game is better than it's ever been. And if you've got good coaches, high school coaches, college coaches, very rarely do you have concussions in practice anymore. You don't know how many concussions these guys had in practice. A That's ton. a football history lesson with my man, yeah. Gary, Professor Gary Ellison yeah. here, uh, doctor of football. Uh, real quick, before we go, sure. Packers, Buccaneers, this coming Sunday, Lambeau Field. What are we thinking here? Bounce back game, 28-17. Last time we hosted Packers. together, you successfully called the, the Packers win over the Lions on yeah. Thanksgiving. Yeah. So I'm going to take your word for yeah. it. 28-17. I'm going to go a little a little lower. I'm going to go 24-13. Green okay. Bay gets the win. Chris Larson, what's your prediction here? I'm going Packers pull it out 24-20. All right, 24-20. So we got 3-0. Packers beating the Buccaneers, hopefully 7-7 seven and seven when we talk to you on these here airwaves next week, Monday. You've been listening to the Homer Hour, 94.5 ESPN. For myself, Tony Cartagena, our producer, Chris Larson, and uh, Gary Ellerson. Thanks for joining me, my man. Thank you, buddy. Let's ha- do it again. Have a good weekend, everybody. Go Pack Go!